You're listening to the Superpower Podcast, Superpower Kids Edition, where author, philanthropist, and Superpower Kids founder, Neverly Rekla, inspires kids to discover their superpowers and change hey everyone, the world. everyone, it's your Superpower Kid, Neva Lee Rekla. I'm so excited for today's interview. We are talking about the importance of creativity. Being creative is so important, especially in business, because you can get so many good ideas and you're able to learn so much from it. In my opinion, if we stop our creative side, we can't learn a whole lot. So I'm very excited to talk about this. Our guest today is so awesome. Her name is Emerald Green Forest. We met a couple years back at Steve Olsher's New Media Summit. She's the host of the Men on Purpose podcast and the Wickedly Smart Women podcast. She's so awesome, so I'm so excited to interview her today. Without further ado, will you help me welcome our guest, Emerald? Hi. Hi. You think I'm awesome? I think you're awesome, Neva. I'm really excited to talk with you today. So what are your superpowers? Well, I would say my superpowers are I'm a seer, so I can see uh, things that other people can't see. I'm also a healer. I can actually um, help people to heal themselves. And I'm definitely an artist. those are good superpowers I kind of agree with you I have similar superpowers in the sense of I work with crystals for healing energy it's a big part of kind of what I do so for example I like making grids sometimes if someone is like in pain or something I do that Um, and I think that being creative is a huge part of that I have some crystals right here look here's my bear That's awesome. Have, we have that's so cute. Cute. Um, what kind of crystal is it? This particular crystal, I actually have three bears in a row: the mama bear, the papa bear, <laughs> and the baby bear, who are on my shelf right next to me. <laughs> so the the baby bear and the papa bear are uh, aquamarine, mm-hmm. and the mama bear is called honeycomb calcite we could have a crystal party if you wanted to someday that would be a lot of fun i have lots of crystals awesome right in front of me we have a bunch of crystals um i'm in what we call the vortex so we pray and chant in here it's kind of just our area to connect with spirit and crystals are a huge part of our lives and also this this is my happy place so we have a bunch of plants and stuff over here so I think that also being creative is a huge part of who people are, but it's scary for some people to be creative because they think that it maybe people won't accept them if they are, and maybe they think that it's going to be different and change is scary. But I think that it's so worth it when you're able to be creative. I would totally agree with that. And Neva, I spent most of my life not knowing that I could be creative. Even though when I was a kid, I did a few little creative things. It wasn't until I actually had a spiritual awakening when I was around 38 years old. And when that happened, I actually opened up to my creativity. I started to, it was actually the crystals that helped me to open up to my creativity. And I started um, working with the crystals by making jewelry. And I made more jewelry than a mother could love. (laughs) That's awesome. 
mostly That's out of crystals, saying. mostly out of um, natural stones. So That's they were so helping cool. to heal me and open up my creativity uh, while we were playing together. That's really awesome because I think that crystals are a huge part of opening up like your creative side. And I think that my biggest advice before the break is if you're having trouble being creative or expressing creativity, find something that you love doing. Find something that you love because crystals can really help with that. Even if you just get one that's like your favorite stone to carry around or like little pendants. I have a pendant and it's a grounding crystal and it works really well in certain environments. And things like that, just kind of finding comfort in it and then kind of stepping out and out of the box a little bit. But I'd first start with something like minuscule and then expand out. Mm. I like to use crystals when I'm um, intending to create something. Like if I'm writing a book, Mm -hmm. I will make a grid out of my crystals that actually is, I set the intention with the crystals that that particular grid is going to support me while I'm creating the book. I do that sometimes too. I bring um, a couple of crystals in. So I love creative writing and I'll share this quick story before the break. My parents took me to Sierra Vista to visit the Fort Huachuca base, which is where they were stationed when they were serving and I was able to see I was able to learn about the Buffalo soldiers and stuff and so I'm preparing like this kind of speech slash um video for it and I'm also writing a fictional story based on the things that I learned and sometimes it's hard to get in my creative space and so I bring a couple of crystals in and I just set an intention that I'm going to be creative which really works sure does yeah So before the break, can you please let our listeners know where they can go to find out more about you? Sure. They can find me at creativeageleader.com, creativeageleader.com, because I believe that we are actually at the beginning of the creative age. And so that's why I named my website that. That's awesome. So definitely go check her out. She's so, so amazing. We've been talking about the importance of creativity with Emerald Green Forest. We'll be right back after the break. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. And we want to thank each of you for making Superpower Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter. We now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. Okay, we're back and we've been talking with Emerald Green Forest about the importance of creativity. So before the break, I loved what we were talking about. We're talking about the importance of creativity and so, so important. And I find that it really helps you kind of express your kid-like aspects. And I think that that's a really important thing to harness, even if you're an adult, 
So we get to do something that I love that I, in my mind is pretty creative. We get to do funny FaceTime. So we get to make our funniest faces in three seconds. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one. oh my those are good funny faces i love doing this so much because i think you're able to learn so much about a person by the funny faces that they do Mm, good one yeah i think that it's kind of a cool way of expressing yourself and also i think you're able to learn how willing how far people are willing to go to be creative and have fun because some people they'll just do a tiny funny face, but then other people, they just go full out. And it's so fun people are able to do that. Well, thank you for inviting me, Neva. Thank and you. I would agree with you that if, uh, if you're holding back uh, on having fun, that puts a big crimp in your creativity. Big crimp. <laughs> yes, I agree. And having fun is a huge part about being creative. And I love crafting. That's something I absolutely love doing. I ha- I made a fairy garden with one of our friends that we've been friends with for a really long time. And I made it probably about two years or so ago. And I love it. And that was one of my biggest crafts. And now I'm constantly building on it. And I'm constantly changing it, changing up where it's at. And it's really cool because I find that if... If you craft or find your kind of happy place, it will evolve and grow with you as you evolve and grow. I would totally agree with that, Neva. And I will say that one thing that happened for me with my creativity was, um, like I said, I started making jewelry. And then a friend of mine, um, she was having an Easter egg thing. We were making, we were painting with acrylics on Easter eggs and I had never done that. I had never painted with acrylics and I certainly had never painted with them on Easter eggs. And so that got me interested in painting. And uh, lately I've actually been doing a lot of painting. I've made seven Mm. big gigantic paintings in the last month. (laughs) That's really cool. And I think that being creative doesn't have any limits. It could be something as simple as going for a walk or it could be doing a spa day. I love spa days. It's just, it's like my time to focus on being creative and have self-care. And I think that that's really important, that if you focus on caring for yourself, you're, you kind of embrace your creative side. I so, agree. And yeah, I love, I love to go out in nature. I like to spend time out in nature. That really so does it for me. Yeah. Nature is really beautiful. My parents and I are going on walks every night. Today is a break night. But we go pretty much every day, Sundays, we do Spanish Sundays, Spanish-only Sundays, and we walk and clean the house. And so we have quite a few creative things. We also do spiritual Saturdays. So Friday night, everyone kind of plans out what they're going to do. Everyone gets their space. And then around 1 o'clock, we regroup and go to church. And that's kind of our way to be creative. But we go on walks because our goal is to walk 500 miles after before the new year and we've been walking pretty much every day and I've been biking and it's so fun getting out in nature and exploring new paths and stuff and I think that it's really important to get out because you can be creative doing a lot of things but I think that reconnecting with nature 
is such an important part of it. Absolutely. And you know, one thing I want to say about creativity is that it's important, especially if you are a business owner, to not get caught up in thinking that everything that you create has to be sold, but instead that there can be creation just for the sheer joy of creating. And when we create from joy, um, there's like an overflow. There's an overflow that then allows us to to serve in other ways uh, because we've got our own cup full because we spent mm-hmm. the time being creative. I think that you're definitely right on that. And you can be creative for yourself, which I think is really cool. Like like you said, you really like painting. I I like crafting pretty much, but one of the things I like is I'm pretty into video games. So I love Minecraft and I love building like self-care kind of areas in Minecraft. So I went through and I built a meditation kind of area and it has like a vortex and it has a cool waterfall and that's something I really like doing. So like I said before, it doesn't have limits, but I think my biggest advice about being creative is don't sink down into a hole with it Mm. because you, for example, I could say, oh, I'm being creative, but then I'm just sitting, staring at my screen. There's a difference from that versus being creative. That doesn't mean that you can't go down holes, but it means that when you're creative, take that time to actually express it and be creative and then use your other time for other things, which mm-hmm. I think is hugely important. Yeah, I also feel really strongly right now, Neva, because you and I met on the dance floor, right? <laughs> yep. To to say that creativity isn't necessarily always about art or producing something tangible. Like we can make a dance with one another and be super creative just by moving our bodies. And so mm-hmm. that's another way that we can express our creativity. We can sing, we can dance, we can make poetry, we can write books, we can make art, we can do all kinds of things. Yeah, I agree with you. And I just realized, how long ago was it that we met? Like two years ago? Well, I think it was the first New Media Summit. So that was 2017, September of 2017. You were little. I was. (laughs) I think I had, I have had, I think almost all my birthdays at New Media Summit. I had, I remember, I think it was the second one I turned nine. And then this one I turned 10. So it it was kind of cool because... I've kind of grown up with New Media Summit. Yes, and I think that's another part of being creative is finding areas that you love, finding areas that you grow up in. Because, for example, there are two like main events that I've been going to for a really long time. The first business event I ever went to is CEO Space. I've been going there since I was two years old. I started business there and I've grown up there so it's always been like kind of a part of my family and new media summit i've been going there for like three and a half years probably four years now and it's so fun being able to build up a community and that's so important about being creative is finding your community that helps you grow and helps you embrace your creative side yeah and who applauds your creative side too because sometimes you can be in communities where if you show up and you're the creative one there can be some judgment or some heaviness from people who yeah. just haven't opened up to their own 
ways of being and feel good about themselves. And so, yeah, finding a community is awesome and being able to have friends that you can co-create with, that you can make things together with, like you and I are making this podcast together. Exactly. And I think that a big part of it is don't rely on others to accept you. Rely on yourself to accept you. Because at the end of the day, sure, you have friends and family who absolutely love you. And at the end of the day, in my opinion, the biggest like love and the biggest creative side is the love that you have for yourself. Hmm. And for me, it's my connection with the divine and my connection with myself. Because at the end of the day, you know that no matter what, if all else fails, you can go back to you and your whoever you follow. And I think that's such an important part about being creative. But also showing others and uplifting them. Just because you're creative doesn't mean that other people's can't other people can't be. And I think that some people can be kind of selfish, like, wait, no, I'm the creative one. I'm the one who does that. And so like uplift others. And you can make such a huge impact on others just by being yourself and just by being creative. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. And I also want to say that um, you don't have to necessarily be trained in anything. You don't have to be a trained dancer. You don't have to be a trained artist. Creativity is, is gifted to us and comes through us from the divine. So I like to think of myself as like a channel through which the divine is expressing itself. Yeah, I agree. And I think that it doesn't matter who you follow, but if you can go to that center space, it's so powerful. And I'm going to talk a little bit about belief for a second. So I believe in Buddha, but I also believe in God and Christ, and I believe in everything. And I kind of call it like the, the divine. I, that's kind of where I tend to meet up with everything. And also, I consider like all my spirit guides a part of the divine because they are. And I think it's so huge being able to kind of find people that you follow, find entities that you follow, because if you're having trouble being creative, you can go back to them. And also, I think that it's kind of scary for some people to like rely on a spirit to like be the light to guide them, but it's really cool because something I do, I admit this, that if I'm bored, or if like maybe I'm going through like a fight with a friend or whatever it is, I talk to my spirit friends mm. because at the end of the day, they're going to uplift you. And I think that finding a community like that is so important. I totally agree to have both physical reality community as well as what I like to call my upstairs team. So I have a lot of, a lot of unseen help from my upstairs team, and I also love uh, working with the, the spirit of the earth. The spirit of the earth for me seems, for me, when I'm feeling stuck creatively, uh, the best thing for me to do is to go outside and put my feet on the earth and just look at the immense beauty that is just right right at our, at our disposal, no matter yeah. where we go, as soon as we walk out the door. Yeah, I agree with you. And it's kind of crazy thinking that I have these random thoughts sometimes of it's kind of crazy thinking we're just in a ball of gas floating in the middle of nowhere. And that's creative to me because if it's possible 
that we can be floating in this tiny ball of gas in the middle of nowhere, but it's actually everywhere. And it's possible for people to go to the moon. That means that your imagination can definitely make things happen. I think that's really huge. Also, I have a quick story. So when I was younger, I, I still follow Mother Nature, and I definitely believe that it's a part of us. It's a connection. Um, but when I was younger, I would consider her like a human. So like the full moon, I would say that when it was full, she was pregnant. And then when she wasn't again, she gave birth to all the stars. And I would say that as well as like when the when Mother Nature is raining, that just means that she, like she's crying. And I would give like a bunch of realistic things to these huge aspects of ourselves. And I think that it's really cool if you're able to look back on like what you did when you were younger, because now you're kind of able to follow it in maybe a different way. I totally agree with you. And when I was little, uh, one of the things I had as a special friend was Chippy the Chipmunk. And I would go outside and I would find holes and I would put acorns in the holes thinking I was feeding Chippy the Chipmunk for the oh. winter. They were probably snake holes, but in my mind, it was, the, it was food for Chippy the Chipmunk. So I totally agree with you that it's important to maintain our childlike sense of wonder and awe and to remember that sometimes we are actually more connected with the divine before we have received a lot of uh, input from humanity. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think that especially being a kid, people may just call it like your imaginary friend. Mm -hmm. But then in your world, it's fully real. And I think that especially being a kid, sometimes expressing um, like kind of more maybe evolved things, it could just come off as your just imagining things for example this is a little bit more realistic but i was at burning man and my friend had just gotten into camp and he had fallen asleep on a mattress and i was talking to a couple other my friends and they were like talking really loudly and i was like hey friends over there should sleep and then they went oh your friend as if i was just like making something up and i think that sure that they thought that but also i think that it's so important to kind of have your higher aspect friends like i like how you said like your community upstairs because i think that when you're able to connect in with the divine it's so powerful no matter how it comes off for you so when i was younger i had a lot of dragons as well so yeah well and the other thing i want to say neva is that you know if people are not thinking about the truth, the truth is that every single thing that has ever been created by a human started in their imagination. Every single thing that has ever been created by a human started in their imagination. So your imagination is so valuable and so precious, and it's so important to honor and respect it. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree with you. And I think that like I said, going back to, like, if it's possible that we're floating in the middle of nowhere, but it's everywhere, and it's small ball of 
gas, it means that anything is possible. And like everyone has theories on like how the world was created and how everything was created. And I think that it's so cool being able to sit and think about all the possibilities. One of my friends believes that aliens created Earth. She believes that aliens just came down and created Earth and stuff. And I think that it's so cool being able to imagine all the possibilities. And it's so cool kind of being able to imagine what we can create Mm -hmm. if you just look at what's happening in front of you. Because I see energy. I'm seeing it right now. I see it as like um, tiny little balls of um like i call them rainbow dots because that's kind of how i see it and when energy is really moving i see almost these bubbles and they just pop up at the side of my at the side of my eye and so i think that if you're able to really tap in you can see the energy moving and if you are able to see it you're able to look at how everything is somehow connected and for example go outside and look at a tree and then see all the energy moving around it. We um we had a tree in our neighbor's yard. It's this huge, beautiful tree, but they had to cut it down, unfortunately. But we called it the fairy tree. Oh, no, wherever we go, we always find fairy trees. And they're that magical, beautiful tree that just carries a whole ton of energy. I think that it's really important being able to find how you are connected with everything and how mm-hmm. we are all one. I would agree. And I would also want to say, Neva, that um, it took me a long time to open up my seeing eyes. And sometimes people have, um, they just have their seeing eyes shut. And so I would just invite anybody who's listening, if your seeing eyes are open, keep them open. (laughs) And if they're shut, you have seeing eyes too. I think everyone has seeing eyes. Some people have um, seeing eyes that are a little bit more exercised than others. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. And I I also have visions. It's mm-hmm. uh, kind of one of the first maybe energetic awakenings I had was visions. Mm-hmm. I also would see spirits and stuff. And I found that it was so scary for me. Because when I was younger, I would see spirits in like a dark hallway or I'd see energy moving and I couldn't walk down the hallway. Because I'd be so terrified of it. But it's a huge gift. And also something I do is, since I'm still kind of getting used to it, even though I've been used to it my entire life, is I, especially at nighttime, it's not my favorite thing to see spirits. Because I'm trying to relax and go to sleep instead of think about the thing I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. And so I set like a little prayer request for all my guides just, hey, Thank you for the gift, and I'm trying to relax and close my mind down for the night and just making the request that I don't see spirits and I don't see energy right then. And sometimes I'm bored, and sometimes I do want to see it, but I think that it's a huge gift, and if you're able to open your eyes, oh my, you can see so much. I would agree. I have had to make a deal with my upstairs team as well, (laughs) where I've just made it really clear that um, if I'm being asked to see, like if somebody's hired me to help them and I'm being asked to see that, that I can see everything I need to see and I can see it really clearly. But 
when I, at one point when I had my awakening, I was out working all night long when I was supposed to be sleeping. And so finally yeah. I said, hey, this has to stop. I need some boundaries here. Yeah. I, need to, I need to be able to sleep too. So I'm happy yeah. to see, but I want to be able to sleep too. So I agree. I think it's important yeah. to, that's, that's part of exercising your capacity and your gifts. And yes, thank you, thank you, thank you for these gifts. Yeah, yeah I agree. And also I'm going to talk a little bit about more about setting boundaries i have a story so i find that spirits like coming to you and if it's a i find that there's almost i call them like sprite um spirits they're just kind of the more frantic ones they just carry like this kind of random energy and one of them came to me and it decided that it wanted to know what it was like to be a human so it just came right in and it just kind of came into my personal space. And I was like, okay, but I'm setting boundaries. And I said, you can hang out with me, but not when I'm asleep. I said, you can hang out with me, but not at nighttime. And I set boundaries. And then after a while, I just got this spirit hanging around me, just kind of didn't listen to my boundaries. And so I said, that's enough. I said, I've set my boundaries. I said, you need to go find someone else. Thanks for the opportunity, but I'm not the person. And I had to set some serious boundaries and it's not that it was scary, but it was just, it was taking over my energy and it just kind of made it so like I felt it next to me, but then I couldn't focus on my tasks and stuff. And so I find that especially when you're new to spirits, they like coming to you because, oh, look, it's this new being that is open to us now. And if I were a spirit, I would be pretty excited to know that someone else can like see me. But I think it's really important to set your boundaries because it's not scary. They can't do anything to you. It's not like they're going to come hurt you, but it's just sometimes your energy drops and you just need your space. And I think that setting boundaries is a huge part of it. I totally agree. And I think it's really important to do that. And I have worked with people who did not even know that they had that kind of thing happening where there was a spirit with them because their eyes were shut. And so um, I've actually had to help people to set their own boundaries. And mm-hmm. and I've had to help people in the past to um, what do we want to say? Evict, <laughs> evict the spirits that were not not invited. They weren't invited. Yeah, yeah. evict the and, spirits that weren't invited. <laughs> yeah, and I'm saying that it's not necessarily possession. Correct. It's not like it's taking over you, and that can be someone's belief. But in my opinion, it's kind of how I describe it. Is yes, it almost feels like something else is kind of controlling you. But in my mind, it's not like they come into your body and just kind of take over. It's kind of, for me, my experience was it was taking over my head space. Mm-hmm. And so it just became really foggy. And then it was like, you know, when you're out and about and someone just comes a little bit too close to you, like some, or like you sense someone's energy and you're, you just need some space. That's kind of how I described it. And it's pretty hard and scary for some people that's happening because if 
like it's a spirit and you don't know what they're capable of. So just kind of going go back off my space unless I want to talk to you again, just know. And I think that it's a huge gift being able to experience it. And like I said, I call them sprite spirits because they're, they're, they carry this kind of awkward energy. And I think that if you're able to set your boundaries, you can get a lot of places with it. Absolutely. And I want to also make sure that everyone hears that this boundary setting thing is not just for relationships with people. It's also for relationships with spirit, uh, you know, spirit essences mm-hmm. and, and uh, that you have the power, like you have the power within you to say, no, no, thanks. You're not coming yeah. into my space, no matter yeah. what, whether it's a, a person person or whether it's a sprite or some other essence or energy, you can yeah. say, no, thank you. And I think that is really powerful if you're able to do that. And also, I think that it's kind of cool being able to talk to spirits. I love it. And I'm really into dragons. They're like my favorite thing to talk to. I have this one dragon who's probably who's been with me for most of my ride. His name is Ash. That's what I decided to name him because he's all black. He's this large dragon. And tends to come to me when I'm scared um, because he just kind of carries this powerful essence. Also, one of my guides for fear is Apuk. Um, I had a vision of him one time and it scared me because he's like the god of fear. So he invokes fear in people, but he also kind of makes it go away. And so I think it's kind of cool finding your guides. And if you just ask for them to come and help you they will and just being open to it not like hmm, i was kind of hoping for a spirit not a dragon you know just kind of be open to it because you never know what you're gonna learn and also it's the same thing with people if you're wanting more friends just ask you i love that ask and you shall receive is I one agree. of my biggest lessons I totally agree. And I I would say also that it doesn't necessarily have to be mythical creatures because I actually have a lot of animal spirit guides and plant spirit guides. The the one I've been working with lately is thyme, T-H-Y-M-E, the herb, thyme. Mm -hmm. I've been working with thyme a lot. And that plant spirit has been helping me to open up time and space and feel more spacious in the amount of time that I have. I have plenty of time. (laughs) <laughs> that's cool um my dog is one of my spirit guides because she she's this tiny little toy schnauzer she's seven pounds but she carries energy really well because she's gotten good of holding energy with me and sometimes if i'm going through a time where like i need to hold energy but it's too much for me um she kind of helps me and just like kind of takes it on. And she also snuggles with me a lot more when I'm handling energy. So she, she may not even be aware of it, but I'm pretty sure she is of just, it could be your pet who's being your spirit guide Mm -hmm. and it could be a tree. It could be whatever that carries a powerful energy. And if you look up to it, it's pretty awesome. Mm, It is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And helps with your creativity, too. That's true. <laughs> so before we wrap up and do 
Another fun thing, will you please give us maybe some last closing advice about the importance of creativity? Well, I think the first thing I want to say is just give yourself permission to play and have fun. And the more you give yourself permission to play and have fun without being concerned about the outcome, the the more your creativity is going to flow with ease. Um, And just let yourself experiment. Let yourself feel the feelings that want to come and be expressed through you, whether it's dancing or poetry or art or whatever it is, and trust that you are you were born to be creative. Yeah, I agree. That is some really good advice. Thank you for that. You're welcome. So now we get to do super Neva questions. So I'm going to ask you a speed round of questions. And I'm going to try to ask them as fast as I can. And you're going to answer them as fast as you can. All right, right. you ready? Here we go. All right, what's your favorite color? Blue. What's your favorite animal? Cat. If you could be best friends with any superhero, who would you be best friends and why? Neva Lee Reckla, because she is so awesome. (laughs) (laughs) If you could be any superhero, who would you be? Oh, probably Wonder Woman. I like her little arm things. (laughs) She's cool. (laughs) I would definitely probably be best friends with Captain Marvel and also probably be her. (laughs) She's one of my favorite superheroes, but also everyone can be a superhero. That's right. I'm looking at one right now. (laughs) So am I. So (laughs) if you could have a pet dragon or a pet unicorn, who would you choose? Oh, I have a dragon, so I think I probably need a unicorn to add to my collection. (laughs) I would probably choose dragon just because free travel, you can cook whatever you want, whenever you want. It's a dragon, (laughs) and it's a dragon. Unicorns are cool, too. They're pretty awesome. Yeah, unicorns are like, you know, let's put some wings on my unicorn, and I can travel now, too. (laughs) True. If you could... A fairy or a mermaid? What would you choose? Oh, I'm queen of the fairies, darling. Uh, yeah. And and I have a mermaid's tail, so <laughs> I'm a hybrid. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely choose fairy, oh. just because I live in Arizona and we don't really have beaches mm. or anything. But if I could be like a hybrid, like maybe it's in the pool, maybe it's like when like the pool or bath, I can be a mermaid. I think that would be pretty cool. Like, what if there's a mermaid superpower that, like, you press a button or something and then, like, you get an ocean? That would be pretty cool. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) If you could be any inanimate object, what would you be and why? A crystal because they are so beautiful. They're technically animate, though. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's hard. So, okay, inanimate. In, you're right. They are technically animate. If I could be an inanimate object, what would I be? I don't know. I think a chair. <laughs> and the reason why is so that people could feel welcome and held by me. Mm, that's good. I like that. I would probably choose a book or a soft blanket. The soft blanket is because it's cozy. And then the book is because people can learn things from you. I love that. Yeah. If you could have any pet in the world that is, like, not necessarily a dragon or a unicorn, what would you choose? Well, now I have to have a Pegasus. (laughs) 
I would choose a pig. I in my head, I did have pig in my head, but I, I, yeah. I chose Pegasus instead. I was actually, ha- I had in my mind's eye a wild boar running through the forest. <laughs> so let me be clear. I would choose a wild boar running through the forest. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I would definitely choose pig because that's my goal is to make a million dollars to buy a pet pig because that's my agreement with my parents, million dollars, whatever pet I want. And also, they're really smart. They're adorable because also I like baby pigs so much. Oh, I have my pig bank right here. That's so cute. <laughs> it's part of my business altar, my piggy bank. That's awesome. And <laughs> they also, are they're cute. smart. They're really smart, and apparently, they're one of the cleanest animals. Mm. And also, my dog would probably like a pig better than a dog. So. Yeah, and they have curly tails too. I mean, they like- do. And also, Who thought I'm of that up? Who created that curly tail thing? You know, <laughs> and apparently, a curly tail means that they're mini pigs. Oh. Yeah, like a mini pig ranges in between fifty to hundred pounds, versus a large pig is like three hundred. Well, so, the last time pigs. I saw a large pig was at the at the four H barn at a fair, and it was big. It was a big pig. <laughs> they're big. That's why you need to do your research on them. Yeah, definitely. It, yeah. If you could be a elf, an, an elf or a gnome. Elf. Definitely yeah. elf. Yes. I like the pointy ears and I like the height and the kind of slenderness of the elven ones. I think that I kind of always considered elves to be short, which I think would be kind of fun. Because, and also like you can, can live in trees and stuff. Mm-hmm. So now the question is, would you ra- rather be a Keebler elf? Rather be a elf? what? Keebler elf, like the ones on the Oh, like the Keebler elf or a gnome. <laughs> oh, well, okay. So I guess a gnome. I think a gnome because a gnome, um, yeah, a gnome has a really strong connection to the Crystal Kingdom. Yeah. I, the I, minerals. I Keebler elves are cool because they cook, cook they bake cookies, mm-hmm. but like... I feel like the gnome is a little bit more magical. Mm. If you could hmm, have mind teleportation or flight, what would you choose? Mind teleportation, definitely. Minus flight. Only because I always have dreams of me flying, and I think making it a reality would be even more fun. I love that. I love that you're yeah. wearing wings today. Okay, so now it's my turn. I'm going to ask you a couple. How's Ooh, that? Okay. I'm going to turn the tables. Uh, wings or fire breath? Wings. Again, uh, flying. Okay. Healing or building? Healing, definitely. Why? Because you could probably because you could help things like rebuild themselves. Okay. Like if you see a broken tree, you could like heal it and help it rebuild. Uh, X-ray vision or gigantic height? X-ray vision, definitely. That would be a lot of fun. Okay. Because you could, like, scare people. Like, my sister is great at scaring me. And so if I did X-ray vision, I could find out where she was and boom. There you go. All right. um, I got one more for you. I had it and then it went away. Oh, hands of ice that could shoot ice out of your hands. Or uh, being able to create an earthquake by stomping your foot. 
Ooh, probably ice hands. Just because I feel like if I get mad, that would be really bad. <laughs> so I would probably definitely choose the ice hands just because also then like you could freeze a pool and learn how to ice skate, which I think would be really cool. And then I could use my pet dragon to turn it back into a pool. There you go. All right. Yeah. So how about supersonic flight or uh, being able to make a planet? Dang, that's a really hard question. Probably make a planet if I'm honest. Like, because if I already had flight, then I could make a planet. And I could maybe use my ice hands to make me fly even faster. <laughs> and then making a planet would just be fun. So, yeah. All right, I'm good. I think we did, oh, I think we did all the ones that I have at the moment. Yeah. But if something else comes, I'll let you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Crystal, do you want to be a crystal? Or a castle? Be, be one? Be, be a crystal or be a castle? Be a crystal. Why? Definitely. Because I would want to live in the castle. So if I was a crystal, I could live in the castle. But if I was a castle, I'd just have to be a castle. All right. Embedded with crystals, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I have two more questions before you before we wrap up. My first question is, would you rather for the rest of your life live in a hot tub full of hot fudge? Or a giant pool fil- filled with marshmallows. Oh, the hot like fudge. Like a couple of large. The hot fudge. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I would definitely choose the marshmallows just because I feel like I could build with them and I'd get a little bit more space for things. So Yeah, but I like I could I could eat the hot fudge all day long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. thing is I wouldn't eat the marshmallows though, because I'm not really fond of marshmallows. Mm. But again, I live in Arizona, so summertime would not be fun. So, yeah. Now, my last question is, would you rather be invisible or invincible? Invisible. And the reason why I'd rather be invisible is because you can be invincible when you're invisible and nobody even knows that you're doing the invincible things that you're doing. Ooh, that would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, So you can secretly, secretly, like, help people, you know, recover from major trauma of like hurricanes or things like that, you know, like invisibly rebuild their house or something invincibly. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. Because again, if you're invincible, you could technically do anything. Because like, you can focus on being invisible and then boom, you're invisible. Oh, that's true. All right. Well, I I don't know. I still like invisible. (laughs) Yeah. Either one is pretty awesome. I'm like, can I do half and half? Exactly. Let's yeah. let's make a let's make an Oreo cookie. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be invincible and invisible at the same time. That that needs to be a thing, definitely. All right. So we do need to wrap up. Thank you so much for talking with me. Do you have any last closing advice before we end? Um, yeah, my last closing advice is to find a child if you're an adult to play with, like I just played with Neva, and if you're a child. Find an adult who'll play with you like I just played with Neva because we need more connection between the adults and the children in a state of play and creativity. Yes, I definitely agree with you. So thank you so much for that. Would you please let our our listeners know where they can go to find out more about you? 
Yep, they can go to creativeageleader.com. And uh, I also have a little quiz there if somebody wants to take my quiz. And I want to thank you, Neva. It was really, really fun to be together today. And I can't wait to see you on the dance floor. Me too. So thank you so much. And I absolutely love talking with you. We've been talking with Emerald Green Forest about the importance of creativity. So remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world through embracing our creativeness. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Superpower Up podcast, Superpower Kids edition. Go now to superpowerkids.com and discover your superpowers today. Today.